You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. They said an animal has it. They said an animal has it. Could you imagine you're on Noah's Ark and they got and this and this animal shows up? Oh yeah, you heard uh little Perry the pigeon. He's got it. And he's oh he's trying he's trying the pigeon just kind of wandering around, trying not to see anybody you know trying not to let anybody notice him uh sneezing into his um little pigeon arm. This thing who know where is it? It's like hide and go seek with the devil, huh? That Rona boy, that Rona. Come on now, let's go. Now I'm just floating on the breeze, and I feel I'm falling like these leaves. I must be cornerstone. Come on, no time to feel bad today, baby. Let's go. But when I reach that ground, I'll share this peace of mind I found. I can feel it in my bones. Come on. But it's gonna take a little time. For me to set that parking brake and let, let myself unwind. Shine that light on me. I'll sit and tell you my story. Shine on me. And I will find a song. I'll sing it just for you. I've been moving way too fast. That is Shine by Bishop Gunn. And that is a beautiful band and group of men. And rarely, a lot of time, if you see a men get together, it's for, uh, you know, it's for, it can be for sex, it could be for music. And then this instance is for music, and that's beautiful, man. 
PTL, baby. Praise the Lord. That's Bishop Gunn with Shine right there. And um, and we are alive, baby. We're alive. We are alive. Check it. Put look. Two put two fingers on your on your damn neck pipe, bruh. Yeah. And feel that pump at the ump. You know what I'm saying? That's that that's that living giving, bruh. That's your heart. Shooting just dude, a heart will just shoot blood out all day. A heart is baby just basically just a machine gun of blood. You just that thing is savage, bro. When you think about it, probably one of the top three organs, I think, overall. Good to be here with you guys. It is April. It is two thousand and twenty. Twenty twenty, and it's getting clear, man. It's getting clear. People out there is getting wicked. People they think getting just squirrely out there. You don't even know an animal has it, bro. You see a falcon go by, he might have it. You see a little uh, uh um, you see a labradoodle sneak over, and he trying to lick your arm or something to lick your navel. You know, sometimes I used to put a little meat paste in my navel, bro. And my neighbors had a little, uh, it was like a miniature, um, little, uh, I don't know what it was, Pomeran, bro, a little miniature Pomeran, and I put a little meat paste in my navel. And his name was Barker, bro, and I'd let him suck that, you know, not suck it, but kind of lick it out. And it's, you know, that's human-animal relations, brother. And I was, you know, I was happy to be part of that as a, you know, when I was young, but now can you even, can you trust an animal? Who can you trust? Welcome to Hide and Go Seek 2020. That's what's going on. It's getting wicked. We caught up. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, yeah, and I hope, I hope you guys, I hope people's holding it together, keeping their heads together. You know, you gotta, you gotta really gotta be a warrior right now. Because some people keep saying, oh, I can't get it. Oh, I ain't getting it. You know, you hear a lot of rumors. Oh, gay men can't get it. Oh, oh, we can't get it. <laughs> yes, you can, Alan. All right, y'all can get it. Everybody can get it. Oh, my, you know, my cousin's in the military, man. I can't get it. <laughs> yes, you can, Samuel. You can get it. Everybody can get it. Just a lot of bad rumors, a lot of bad intel out there. A lot of bad mental hearsay. Oh, uh, you know, oh, black black women, I, we can't get it. Yeah, you can, Keisha. Everybody can get it. It's just, it's a disease, man. It's a virus. And everybody can get it. And it's so sneaky. Like, I wonder if you, if the coronavirus was a person, it's so, it would have like a mustache, it would have like, a, it would have regular glasses and sunglasses. It's so like, oh, uh, uh, it's, it's like, it would probably talk like this. Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. I don't speak English. It would say shit like that. I don't speak, I don't know. I'm not from your. The coronavirus is sneaky. Because what 
when I was young, they had more or less sneaky diseases. Remember that? Dude, remember when we were kids, the, the diseases were real. They had uh, chicken pox. Because somebody had hugged a chicken for too long. And if you do that, you break out because these spots come out of your body because God wants other people to know, hey, this is the type of person that will hug a chicken for much longer than they should. And so you, you know what I'm saying? And so you get chicken pox. But they were obvious diseases. You know, you knew, you saw somebody with chicken pox, oh, they got a chicken pox. You know, you saw somebody with a um, mustache, oh, they got a mustache. Things were obvious. But now it's getting covert. It's getting risque, as they call it. But yeah, what, what, what would coronavirus be wearing? Probably like a turtleneck. Like a sleeveless turtleneck. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not from around here. It would be so sneaky. It's a sneaky disease, man. We've had a lot of calls that came in. A lot of people hitting us up, just seeing what's going on. What's up with me right now? Um, you know, there's there's not a ton to say I've been doing. You know, I watched the... Uh, Comedy Gives Back. I watched as much of that as I could if you got to see it. Uh, it I think they raised like, over, I want to say like, I don't even know how much they finished raising. But I, I can imagine it's up near probably $700,000 for uh, comedians um, to, you know, tour, you know, people that are, you know, in the comedy community that are struggling and that are out of work. And so that was really beautiful. And it was a damn basket fire. Dude, if you freaking had a cousin made out of gasoline and you fucking fed him matches for his birthday, that's what this shit was. It was just audio difficulties, this and that. It was like, remember when you got one of those shitty, uh, those Sprint phones, those Nextels or whatever? But you could only, you could call people, but then you could just talk to, also you could talk to one person. So you could call anybody you wanted, but then you'd be in the middle of a call, like, yeah, everything's going good. Every And then uh, so your, co your cousin or somebody, fire department, whoever, the only other person that had to walk you, your girlfriend, she's like, we need some fucking milk. You'd be like, and you'd be like, honey, I'll, hold on, hold, uh, hold on, buddy. Remember that thing, that next tell? We need some fucking milk, Randall. You're like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, hold on, Damien. Oh, must be, lines must be crossed up. <laughs> and then you <laughs> slick, sneak, uh, click over. Psalms, hey, I'm sorry. I'll be right there. The, uh, the, uh, there's a long line. <laughs> there ain't no fucking line. You're lying. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I gotta go, bruh. Remember that fucking next tell that bitch was bright orange, dude? It looked like it looked like you they had it colored because it looked like you were gonna need to be rescued. Like anytime you get that bright colored shit, bruh, that's fucking a lot of real poor like sale racks have like real colorful bright shit. Like, oh look at this. Uh don't you want this hot orange? And that shit is hot orange. Like the hottest orange you could get is $3, $3.40 for this. 7XL, 
uh, and it's like a fucking V-neck, V-neck in the front, turtleneck in the back. You're like, what? <laughs> and it's hot, hot orange, bro. And it's always usually, a, it's only a black dude could wear it. Let's be honest, bro. Only a black dude could wear it. And they'll look good in it, man. It'll be triple lime. That's the color. You'll see on the thing. It'll be bright, bright green. The kind of shit like you can't. The guy, like if you drive past it on the interstate, it's obviously the definite manager of the guy who is doing the construction. It's that. It's like triple lime. And it's size 14, double medium, bro. And that bitch got two arms in the front. It's got an arm out the back. For exhaust, like heat exhaust, this shit is, I don't know what we're talking about. Bright colors. They got bright colored shit. And it's mostly, it's predominantly a lot of times for the urban community. Let's be honest, bro. Because they look good in it. You know? If white people wear really bright color shit, it look like they need to be rescued. Real talk. It look, black people wear something, oh, that's triple lime. Oh, Ernie got that triple lime header on. Oh, oh, he must be getting married, you know? Oh, he got that triple lime fucking overcoat with that double vanilla cummerbund, bro. Oh, he must be he must be doing a wedding. But if a white dude goes with that bright shit, they look it's definitely rescue only uh you know that shit looks rescue only. Let's take a call that came in. As always, the hotline, uh, 985-664-9503. Gang, gang, what's up, man? This is Dusty from Leesburg, Georgia. What's up, Dusty, over there in Leesburg, huh? In Leesburg, Georgia. And that is, um, man, that sounds like a small place. That sounds like the kind of place where everybody kind of, you know where the water fountain is, you know? It sounds like you could definitely could find a wishing well over there. Beautiful. Onward, brother. Uh, I just want to call in with some thoughts on the coronavirus. I'm uh, kind of sick of this half apocalypse, everything shut down, half still going to work, paying my bills, which I am appreciative of because I understand there's a lot of people out there without work, not able to pay their bills. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm just sick of fledgling in the middle here. We need to choose the side. Either everything just needs to go back to how it was and we figure the shit out that way, or we go full fucking apocalypse and we get a couple of doom buggies and a couple of sets of shoulder pads, start shaving our heads in the mohawks and speaking in simpler languages. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, I, I look, there's that Ellen, everybody, that's what I'm saying, where everybody's a lesbian. You know what I'm saying? You fold your your nuts into something. And then you next thing you know, you got some vajuts down there and everybody's a everybody's a lesbian. Do mohawks on everybody. You know what I'm saying? Ladies trim your tits down. Guys sharpen up your lower ribs and expose them, bruh. And let's fucking go toe to toe. I'm look, there's something to be said. There's a there's there's I think that seed is that that seed lives in a lot of us somewhere. That element of anarchy. You know what I'm saying? We got that fucking violent onion. Smelling up our insides. You know, that thing is in there. And that, there's a lot of people who are, who are, who are kind of like, eh, society schmasiety. They don't feel that the, 
you know, the Ronde Jam or the, you know, the, this, this human gumbo that we have going on is the best, um, is the best for, it's not the, it's not the, it doesn't really f- fulfill their appetite. But I feel it. there's this middle ground thing. Like, okay, like, okay, like, I don't have my windows tinted on my, uh, on my truck, right? So I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, do I need to, can I go get them tinted or can I break them all out and hire a couple of straight up beautiful ass fucking lean, lean with it, rock with it, VX to hang out the back and shoot with slingshots as I, as I, as I drive. Like that's where I'm at. Like what things do I need to do and what things can I not like, like where am I at? Like, okay, can I still go to the grocery or is it okay to just turn my living room into a damn garden? Okay, because I got enough room for three rows of sweet potats right in front of the damn uh, ottoman. And right before you get to that um, dual deck CD uh, 10 disker. You know, I there's... It's it's just kind of everything's in the middle. Like, what do I? I got two sides of my sink in my kitchen. Like, do I still need to just do the dishes at night, or I do I need to plug both of those bitches up and start raising farm fresh salmon in one half of it and shrimp in the other? You feel me? You know I was gonna have some shrimp. So yeah, there's that middle ground there. It's like okay. um, or, you know, am I still married to my wife? Like, how weird does shit have to get before I'm just, like, how long does the courthouse have to be closed down before I can just kind of walk on off? You know, but before the marriage certificate, there's nowhere to even go cash that thing in at. It's interesting. It's interesting because society is just like kind of a, a stack of things that happen. You know, man gets a little property, he gets a wife, and then they have a family, and then, you know, enough families needed, uh, we're we're teaching their kids, and say, well, okay, let's, you know, uh, we got too many kids, let's hire just one person to teach them all, and so then, then one person was the best, the best teacher in the neighborhood, became the teacher, and the kids all went to her, and that's how a school started, then you got a school, and you say, this man over here, okay, I'm good at making uh, boots, I'll make all the boots. All right, cool, Donnie. You do the boots now, bucko. You the boot man, Donnie. And everybody gets their thing and it builds. But then, man, it's definitely, there's a little bit of Jenga in the air. It's like, okay, we've been, there's a lot, it's been, this thing's been, this thing's starting to sway in the wind a little. You know, these stepkids are, they, you know. They're not even really mine at this point. Shit's hitting the fan. They're not doing shit. They in there. They on the tablets all day. They eat, every time an orange comes off our orange tree, they get out there and sneak it. You know what I'm saying, Daddy? I don't have any vitamin C. My spine's getting all fucking bent out because I don't have the proper vits in me. What's going on? You know, it's, do I still have to be a step parent? Like that, you know, things, it's going to get interesting, man. But I feel you. I wish they would just shut the news down and say, hey, look, it's every man for himself. 
But then also, that's just a little part of me that wants that. The other part of me is like, hey, man, let's get shit back organized. Because, uh, you know, because people have things that they need. You know, people are missing regular things. People are missing their birthdays. They're missing this. And I was thinking, what? imagine some kids miss prom this year. Imagine that. Imagine you're in senior year of high school. And they don't have it. Wouldn't that have sucked, man? Senior year. This was it, man. This was you were going to get off and everything was going to happen. You was going to maybe get a little titty or something. From your girl Veronica or whatever. Whatever, you know, Verantula, whatever your girl's name was. Keisha, whoever. Whoever cop, you know, whoever's letting loose that evening tit. That little baby milk jug that was going to let you touch. You know what I'm saying? People had plans. Oh, okay, I'm going to get it. You know, I'm going to I'm going to do well on basketball. I'm going to get my scholarship. People had plans. What about prom? Think of all the high school seniors are not getting to go to prom this year. No prom. Why? Dude, prom was it. Prom was remember prom, man. Now you can't, how are you going to do, what are you even going to do? You're going to order a prom? You're going to do Amazon prom? You're going to get, you're going to do an Amazon prom and they're going to bring you a little, it's just a little box and they got a, you know, they got a bunch of liquor in there and you, and you have to drink it real early and then listen to some music that you don't remember. And then they just, they also in there, there's a picture of you just, and it's just, you got to vomit in your buddy's car and then they already put the picture, a picture together of you just passed out. And your girlfriend's driving you home because you passed out in the back. Because your boy Lance gave you a couple hits of bad acid, bro. A couple bootleg shit he, his cousin made, man. That little fucking paper mache, you know, kaleidoscope starter. It's just... I don't know. Just a, But yeah, it's like, think about all the things you were, that can be affected and that are being affected. There's a, you know, there's just it's it's so interesting. I mean, all the different the, down to the minutia of things, the little things. Somebody had a, pl- a trip planned to to to, to, to uh, engage themselves to get engaged to someone, ask them to marry, to do family, start family, you know. And now that's been postponed. Okay, our trip. I don't know. Do I still? And now we're fighting. And now what did the and now we you know I not even be together. What the hell? What the hell, Charlish? We were supposed to, this was going to be something. We was going to Barbados. You know, we had two first class tickets to Barbados and we was going to be lovers, you know? And now we fucking fighting. So it's just, it's interesting, man. It's interesting. And also, it's interesting how many things we expected. You know, how much I expected. Well, I expected things to be the same. Oh, I didn't realize I was living in, in this system of like, um, of needs and wants. I was, you know, this human created cosmo of society. And now it's Mother Nature. Play, you ever played Uno and Mother Nature just plays that... Uh, 
what is it called? Skip bow? Yeah, I think that's, let me see what it's called. Skip bow. Yeah, remember that? Skip bow. I think it was like Uno or something. And But then somebody played skip bow and the whole shit changed. Whatever plans you had, I'm going to do three of a kind, seven of a kind. I'm going to touch somebody's ass when the power goes out and then steal a couple cards and cheat. People had plans, but then, and then somebody played skip bow or it was in the deck. Now what? Now what? And you find out somebody's been touching your ass. Now what? And that's what we're doing. Mother Nature said, hey, you didn't see I got this card. You didn't see that I that there's you living out here on my titty, on my belly. Y'all been out here doing this and doing NASCAR and doing uh you know hedge funds and fucking threesomes and all of that. Y'all doing that on my ass, on my backside, on my front side, on my side side. And suddenly, man, this is some realism. Hmm. Okay, there's somebody else playing ball here. There's something else at work. That's nature, man. It's fascinating, really. But the levels, the levels of people that people are dealing with this at and the different things and and how people are handling it, it's all pretty fascinating. I think it's really fascinating, honestly. Um, I think it's very fascinating. Uh, let's take another call right here that came in. But first, I want to let you know that Bespoke Post just sent me a beautiful traveling bag. You know, traveling is something that is has been around since the beginning of time. If you read even into the Bible or into or hieroglyphics or anything, just a book somebody wrote, you know, thousands of years ago and left on the ground or something, or even if you just put a, pick, pick up a seashell from, you know, the 1300s and listen to that bastard, you will hear, uh, you, will, you will hear a tale of, of, of times that were different. And uh, what am I talking about? And the tale I want to tell you about is Bespoke Post. You can start a new routine to upgrade your everyday life with a monthly box of awesome from Bespoke Post. They sent me this beautiful, really, bag if you want to do art or if you're a doctor. You know, a professional, stylish-looking clutch for a male or a female, but very it has a masculine feel it did to me. So whether you're looking to commemorate an occasion with a champagne saber or toast perfectly aged winter cocktails. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. This box of awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Box of awesome from Bespoke Post has carefully built collections for every part of your life. So if you have a part of your life that could be missing something, Bespoke Post is serving that. Yeah, the latest box I got, I got this this beautiful um this beautiful carrying case. It's a bag. It's like a it's a traveling bag for a man, for a confident male. And it had kind of a canvas siding and these leather straps on top. Beautiful. Made me look like I'm a like I felt like a doctor in like the seven in like the nineteen 
75s. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has, has, has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get $20 off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code THEO, T-H-E-O, at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code T-H-E-O, for 20% off your first box. Bespoke post, Box of Awesome. Check it out. Today's episode, I got to let you guys know, is brought to you by PowerDot. And you can see here on the YouTubes, and I got this beautiful accoutrement for health. That's what PowerDot is. It puts a modern spin on clinically proven muscle stimulation. It's the world's smartest muscle recovery and performance tool. You know, a lot of times you'll go, you have to go to a physical therapist to get that stem, that stimulation. They call it stem over there. And they wrap a hot towel around your head and, and, and electrocute you a little bit. It's almost like Guantanamo Bay. But Power Dot, man, they handle it differently. You know, being fit and healthy is the goal, but being sore or in pain from workouts, that's not the goal. So you could spend a ton of money to hire a personal masseuse, or you could do what I did and check out PowerDot. And I'm showing you here, I got it on me. The first of its kind, PowerDot is built around an intuitive mobile app that provides the user with preset programs designed to speed up your recovery, improve athletic performance, reduce pain, and rehab from injury. The app guides you through the process with pre-designed programs like massage and pad placement photos for places like your lower back. Imagine being able to treat yourself. You know, we, we, we live in a lot more DIY society, especially these days. And PowerDot is exactly that. You know, you can't get out to the place you need to go for your usual stimulation or your physical therapy. Take care of it yourself. Take responsibility. Traveling with PowerDot is extremely convenient, and it's used by the best in the world. Athletes throughout the NFL, MLB, NHL, and MLS, as well as Tour de France cyclists and CrossFit athletes. I got to let you know also that this past weekend, listeners, PowerDot is offering our customers a free 30-day trial plus an additional 20% off. That's right. PowerDot is offering our U.S. customers a free 30-day trial plus an additional 20% off. Go to PowerDot, P-O-W-E-R-D-O-T dot com slash T-H-E-O and use the code Theo at checkout for 20% off your order. That's PowerDot.com slash Theo and use the code Theo at checkout for 20% off your order. It's so manageable. Connects to an app on your phone. Take care of yourself. Help yourself recover. It's DIY, man. Thank you. And now, back to the episode. I like this. Mmm. Oh, that goes. Let's take this call, man. Here we go. Hey, Theo. This is Steve from East Prairie, Missouri. What's up, Steve? Uh, East Missouri, man. And I ended up out there in Lake of the Ozarks. And, um... I was supposed to be doing comedy, and they didn't tell the motel we were staying at, and they had rented the thing out to a damn, um, you know, that little touching festival, Swingers. Bunch of real thick swingers, bro. Bunch of damn people just sunburn victims, bro. 
bunch of real fucking gristle brothers and sisters. You know, kind of people that'll just kind of sip this. You know, just really just sip the uh, the kind of people that after a bacon plate is empty, they'll take one of them will take the plate off and just kind of sip sip off of whatever's left in the base of that plate. You know, you know some real bacon sippers. Anyway, onward, brother gang. I just want to let you know that I'm watching this past weekend tonight, Monday, March 24th. Uh, you asked for our opinion on the coronavirus, and I wanted to let you know that. It has affected my life some because work has slowed down a lot. People are worried about getting laid off. But at the same time... People are worried about getting laid, too. Damn. I'll tell you, coronavirus has locked up all of the Hwase and Wiener that there ever was, man. JC, bruh. JC to the max, dog. Jesus Christ. Onward. But that, what were you talking about, brother? I'm not scared because... I have you on this past weekend. And I'm sorry, man. I'm going to go back on your call because I interrupted it kind of with being um, perverse, really. Honestly, man. So let's go again. And I wanted to let you know that it has affected my life some because work has slowed down a lot. People are worried about getting laid off. But at the same time, I'm not scared because I have you on this past weekend and King of the Sting and everything's been going good as far as I can no, because my kids are going to be taken care of and everything's just good. I mean, I'm going to interrupt you, man, but because it's, you know, when you say your kids are going to be taken care of, that's I, I, this is something that a lot of people aren't saying. You know, I see a lot of people right now blaming the government. Oh, the government. We don't have enough masks. We don't have enough masks, boy. Where are the... What is... Nobody knew this was going to happen. People say, well, they knew and this and that. And here's the thing. If you have children, if you have yourself, that's your responsibility. The government, it's not the government. The government is just people. It's our responsibility to take care of ourselves. The government is just a little, uh, is just a, a ver uh, an intricate stack of systems. That's all it is. Run by people. Human beings. Well, you don't have, your kid doesn't have a mask. You don't have enough uh, food stuff at the house. That's your fault. I don't have bottled water. I don't have a uh, Kool-Aid powder. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a sack of almonds or a sack of um, uh, hazelnuts. That's my fault. Oh, there's not going to be masks for our kids. There's not that. If you're a parent, that's your fault. It's not the government's responsibility to take care of you. You had children. You need to have shit at the house in case they're hungry. I just, this, like, it's just people share all of this. This man, you, you, they don't, oh, they, they ain't even got the damn, uh, my, my boy, little, uh, little Derek, he ain't, he ain't even had a biscuit in a month. We'll fucking get him a biscuit then. You know, I know that there are like um, 
I know that like, you know, people run out of money. I'm not trying to be insensitive to that. I know that, um, you know, uh, that people don't have unlimited, um, that people don't have unlimited, uh, what is it called when you hit things like a group of things? Um, people don't have resources. I know that, but if we're not, if we have to be prepared for life, I think that's, we're, I think we're really lucky right now. A lot of us are getting a learning lesson. Like I don't, you know, I don't have children in this and that, but if I don't, if I'm not prepared, that's my fault. You know, I just get just the finger pointing to me gets really and, and and the news channels too. You know, I don't watch a lot of the news. I see some of it on my phone and I'll put the apps on and take them off, but um and on Twitter just it's like while the if you the second you start expecting the government to take care of you, you've already lost cat daddy. So yeah, it's just like what I'm saying is and I need to be more constructive here even for myself. It's our responsibility. If you have a child and your child doesn't, you know, something goes down and you can't, you you don't have something for your kid. What are you going to look in your kid's eyes? Your kid's like, dad, I don't, dad, I don't, dad, what about, dad? And you're going to tell your kid, oh, the government, the government. Man, no. You're, you're the government for your child. You're your child's government. So you Abe, you Abe Lincoln in your house. So you got to tighten up, you know, and sorry, I didn't mean to jump on, but that shit got me fired. That shit just, man, it boils my, it boils my beef, bro. It just boils my beef, man. When everybody, they, you know, they should have, people should, they, why didn't we, we should have done this. Well, I'm telling you, wait, did we, nah, it's our, as a human I'm not going to lay there on my deathbed and be like, oh, man, the government didn't. They didn't have enough mass for this or that. They didn't have enough. Oh, they didn't. I didn't get that bag of oatmeal from them. Well, well, bruh. Get your oatmeal. This is a practice run for everybody. If shit got really, really wild. If the interstate turns into a damn water slide. It could get wild, man. So I'm just saying, this is, you're your kid's government. It's our responsibility, man. I'm rambling, but you know what, you feel what I'm saying. I just don't like that extra blame shit, man. I just don't like it. And I know that, that I'm not saying people don't need to be subsidized and it's not helpful and this is a great time to help each other, but, you know, just that, that man brought it up that, you know, he is fortunately feeling okay, and, you know, his kids are okay, and we have to be our own governments as well. You know, this is teaching me. I have to prepare. I have to have the things in place that I need, and I'm grateful that there's this grace period of time when things are comfortable enough, the, 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 there's still enough money where there's still enough of a, a government can give people money, and we're really fortunate right now. You know, I don't know if this is happening in every country around the world, but I know that in America right now that the government is saying, hey, we're going to mail you some money. Man, I'm pretty fortunate. I need to work on my gratitude, man. 
you know what I mean to get all just shit got me bent up, man. Um, but anybody could get it, okay? Oh, I can roller skate, you know. My my dad used to roller skate. I can't get it. You could get it, wheels. All right? You could get it out there. And who the fuck is still roller skating, bro? You could get it. Man, I'll tell you this. Something I've been doing at the house is... uh, Dude, how crazy is it that just being at home, suddenly I'm like a chef. I'm doing... Dude, I got julienne uh, carrots over here. I got half of a fucking... Filipino backstrap over there grilling on the um on the broiler plate. I got I'm making caramel sauce. I'm doing this. I'm looking up recipes. I got monk fruit sugars. I'm doing everything. I didn't even know what was going on. Dude, the the only recipe I've even had for the past couple years that uh, almond butter right out the jar into the old front hole, brother. That was my one of my fancier recipes. But now I'm doing it all. I got a couple of, I got a little bit of a um you know, I got a steak, a steak shank. And I'll shank that bitch up. You know what I'm saying? I got one of those kind of kill it yourself kits where they send you to meat and you get to stab it a few more times and then it shows you how to uh defer it and grill it. You know, they got all kind of ways you can get your stuff now. But if you want to do this, they got, you know what I'm saying? I'm over here slicing up garlic. I'm over here. I got half a thing of Copenhagen in the skillet and another and a quarter of a Zen in my, in my jaw. And I'm doing different stuff, you know? Suddenly I'm fucking Chef Boyard. Damn, bro. He's good. So, all right. Let's take another call here that came in. Uh, here we go. Hey, what up, CEO and the whole this past weekend gang? This is Matt from Fort Worth. And- What's up, Matt from Fort Worth? Uh, thank you for calling, brother. Onward. I was calling because in your podcast, I just heard you were asking how we're doing in the rest of America throughout all this virus shenanigan. And I just wanted to say, it's really not that bad. Like, I work in metal recycling serving the public all day. I'm handling people's driver's license. I'm shooting the shit with them on the loading dock. And, you know, all they do is run around junkyard to junkyard buying stuff I take it from, or, you know, buy it from them. I don't take it from them. Anyways, the whole thing is I've been in direct contact with people nonstop, strangers all the time for weeks and months ever since it started. And I'm not sick. I got a little baby who's five months old at home. I haven't transmitted any disease to her. Okay. There you go, right there, Metal Matt. And he's working over there at the aluminum factory. And I used to do, man, I, and I, I remember your kind, Matt. I've been around you guys because I used to ride my bike on the weekends. And I would go get cans and anything metal. You know, I used to tie a wagon up behind my bike, me and my boy Summerall, bro. And he had some, um, you know, RIP, bro. He's not dead, but he's, you know, he never really was like a hundred percent alive even when i met him as a as a uh as a child but he um we used to tie a wheelbarrow the two back uh, you know the prongs of a wheelbarrow we would tie each one to the back of our bike so the wheelbarrow was facing the other way and we would double we would both bike 
And we go all around stacking cans, getting getting cans from in the woods everywhere. Any type of metal can, uh, anything that was metal. Fucking half a baby crib, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Cut off the bottom, leave the baby sitting there, and the wheels and shit, the metal parts, take that. You know, anything that was metal, dude, we get over by the school, and sometimes at the bottom of the doors at school, they'd have these metal plates on the door, and you could pry those off. Um, and we'd throw those in there, and we'd roll over to the aluminum. It would take us three days. Have a stack of cans, man, all kinds of uh, metals in there. You know, all kind of anything that was metal. You know, little statues of little bullshit. You know, they'd have a little statue of a fucking uh, Sherwin-Williams or a little statue of, um, you know, uh, Harry Connick Jr. You know, of uh, one that was made out of pure metal. And we'd take that bitch and roll it over there. And we'd roll up, dude, we were so tired, we could barely move that bike, man. Barely, just my thighs were just pumping, just sexy, just, god damn, bruh. Looked like just two beautiful fucking turkey legs that a, that a king would eat. And we'd get that bike over there to the aluminum, and it was just a, basically a van, like somebody had a van and it said, we buy metal. And it had a scale out there. And we put that shit on a scale and they would give us about, man, damn, probably 45 cents. Almost killed myself, dude, trying to get all that shit. So I know you're kind, man. But yeah, you guys are good people and and I'm glad y'all are doing well, man. I'm glad you guys are doing well. It, yeah, some, it, it, this, that's what I'm saying. This is that hiding-go-seek disease, man. And some people are getting it and some people are not, man. So it's definitely been interesting. I do want to call a guy... Uh, you know, and I was thinking about this, uh, the other day and, and, um, and a lot of, uh, listeners reached out, <sighs> sorry, I got to relax a little, getting kind of excited. <sighs> uh, my boy trick long Mickey and you know, everybody knows Mickey, man, he got those new air sacks. He got those O2 sip hitters, you know, them inner tits, bruh, those wet markets, bruh, you know what I'm talking about, lungs, those fucking rib cage wet markets, and he got, um, and he had a rare disorder, and he's been a part of this program for maybe a year and a half, two years now, but I wanted to check in with Mickey and see how he's doing in this time. And I think that that could give us all a little bit of insight into uh, what some people's lives are like. So, gang, let me call him right now. Hello? Mickey. See you. How are you doing, man? What's up, man? Thank you for... uh... Thanks for answering the phone, man. How are you? Man, I've been doing good, dude. I've been doing good. I've uh, been kind of on the road, actually, from my house for the past three weeks. And uh, actually, today was first back home, uh, first back day home, because my mom was actually out on a cruise about four weeks ago. So I had to, I had to abandon here and hightail it out before I, if she had corona, man. Oh, your mother was on a cruise ship? 
yeah, about four weeks ago when this all happened. And, you know, that was during, like, while she was on the cruise ship, that's when it actually got registered as a national pandemic. And I was like, all those ships were being held up at port. And so it was not a good time to be around when she got back. And she knew and understood that. So she, she okay with that you know wow man yeah i know we were texting just the other day about uh about jumping on the phone and um yeah i didn't know that so so when she came home were you able to just like easily spend time with her or how how uh how rare is this for you because you know just catching up some of our listeners uh you know you had a lung transplant so do do, do your doctors tell you like you have to be more careful like what is sort of the um the suggestions that you get yeah, absolutely, man. Um, basically, it's kind of weird. Like, it's back, back then, about three, four weeks ago, it was really inconclusive. It was just general boilerplate answers. Like, you know, always wear your mask. We have this mask that I was wearing. You know, be washing your hands. Try not to touch your face. You know, don't don't be in large uh, large groups of people, you know. And in this case, though, it's kind of like, you know, if my mom has it, then I can't even live with her. And so to be as diligent as possible, I basically have been staying through these past three weeks like at Airbnbs, hotels. Yeah, I saw on your Instagram there was a picture or it might have been – I think it was Instagram. Yeah, there was a picture of you like – or a video as you just getting to a place or leaving a place. Um so you just been on the run because you had to stay away from your mom just in case she was exposed? Yeah, that's right, wow. man. And I know that a lot of people would think like, man, you know, why don't you go kick it a friend or something? And what's really interesting about that, and this is nothing against my friends, but I think you can understand this, Theo, with your sister. It's like a lot of people in general are just not very health conscious, and that's not their fault. But if I live with anybody, it means that they then inherently have to take on my same living habits. You know, for them, it might be okay that they go to the grocery store, but for me, it's not right now. Wow. Yeah, that it is really wild. Um, yeah, so it's like you have to live with somebody, or everyone really does, like has to live with somebody who their behaviors are going to, are, are exactly what your behaviors are, or, or at least are behaviors that you are comfortable with. I think so, yeah, and being... I think that elderly, especially, and and I mean, definitely immunosuppressed and for sure with a lung issue, it's just the fact that, man, like I haven't, there were, there were days when I was in these B and B's and I didn't even see a person, you know, I would just, I go walk in a park or something, but I didn't, I wouldn't even see people just extreme isolation. And you're a real social guy, man. I mean, that, do you feel like that was kind of bumming you out socially, like outside of like, um, you know, like, uh, you know, having to be probably a more health conscious than the rest of us, just, you know, because of your immune system, were, were you, were you feeling like a social depression at all? Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, yesterday or yeah, yeah. It was yesterday yeah. when I got back to my house and I was driving and literally listened to my own music and the sun was out and I was already getting just feeling so good, man, just to even be out, yeah. <laughs> be out of the house and stuff. So um absolutely it, but you know what it gives me i don't mean to be cliche but it really gives me a lot of perspective again where i'm like man i i get to go back home and i was just really excited about that and you know the amount of perspective that i feel like it gives and i think it gives all of us after this is all done 
you know, I think that we will, at least for a time, the first few times, first couple weeks, yeah. we'll be like, man, we made it through and now I get to be with my friends. And you know, it sounds weird, but it's like I get to work, oh, you know, yeah. like something that people don't want to do typically, or, you know, we got to break, you know, we got to make money to get bread and everything. But, you know, now it's going to be like, I, I actually get to be able to do that mm. because there's just so many people out there that's really, that are really suffering. Yeah, man, that's man, that's a great point, dude. Yeah, a lot of people it's like I think yeah, I think it if if we look at it the right way, then it's really a great opportunity to say, Man, I get to do these things. I get to see my mom, you know, I get to uh you know, go fishing with my friend. I get to go to work today. You know, I get to go and even if my job isn't my favorite job, like I get to go do it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. And, you know, I have, I have a friend who, uh, he was in Disneyland when this all happened, right? And he got, it got canceled and, you know, he posted on a Facebook. A gay guy so. or not? A lot. Cause it's, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, I got a, all my gay friends, no joke, dude. They've fucking all been talking about Disneyland. It's all they, <laughs> it's like constantly, I'm like, dude, y'all need to fucking chill, bro. That's hilarious, man. But, yeah, so he was over there, and you know, and I saw him make this Facebook post where he was like, "Man, if it's another going to be another two two months of this or something, so I'm going to drive be driven crazy." And I just told him, I was like, "Man, you know, just try to think for a second. Like boredom is at the least of your concerns right now. If you really think about it again, like have some perspective, man. It's you are in Disneyland, bro. Like that's <laughs> as good as it gets. You know, like you you're crazy. What are you talking about?" But you and you said that over text yesterday. You're like, dude, imagine if you you've been on a transplant list for years or months or whatever, and you're oh finally God. at the at the opportunity, and then this happens, and it's secondary to 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 the national crisis. That's crazy. God. It's so it, it would seem so abysmal, right? And at the same time, again, it's just to it, I don't want to sound cliche as always, but man, you, I I call my dad every day. You know, my dad's elderly. He's he's eighty. You know, I'm like, I just hoping, hoping things don't take him. I call him every day. I yeah. try to try to call my loved ones and tell my love him, man. I got a friend right now. He went into the ER. He lives in Detroit. You met him briefly. My best friend, Sammy. Oh, yeah. I met him when you guys at the comedy club. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, man. And so anyways, he, uh, you know, he went in for a CAT scan today. They think that he might have mild COVID. It's yeah. like, this is hitting a lot of people, man. You just got to tell him you love him. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, you've always been really like a kind of like a perspective gadget, bro. If you were like a cartoon character, I think it would be um, <laughs> perspective gadget, dude. Mickey, uh, man, thanks so much for being supportive and everything. And we got to get you in here next time you're in town and uh, and, and sit and chat. And and uh, again, man, thank you so much, dude. And, and be safe and, and and let's stay in touch. I'd love that, T. All right, man. Much love, dude. All right, gang, bro. Wow, interesting. You know, he had because he had, Mickey had cystic fibrosis in his lungs, and that's when you have just bad lungs, and this, you know, really, you don't even, you know, his lungs. If you look back at some of our old episodes and stuff, he really had a tough go of it. But he, you know, he was on the transplant list, and he got them bags, and and he really got tightened up, and so, uh, you know, he really is a beacon of of perspective. Um, because he's been at literally loitering at death's doorstep before, you know, he's been, remember, remember them people that come to your house to sell magazines or something? Hey, we got these magazines. 
You need outdoor life. You need uh, fishing only. You know what I'm saying? You need fucking Star Wars magazine monthly. Get it while it's hot. And um, he was like, he was like met the magazine man on death's doorstep. Just milling around out there. So, um, and so we're grateful that, uh, that he answered our call. I'd give you some tour dates, but I don't have any. And it's because nobody has any. That's why, you know, we had that, uh, uh that show in whatchamacallit, it got canceled and that was in Nashville and we'll figure it out in the future. Um, I want to let you know right now about better help. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. And BetterHelp is, you know, it's it's what it is, man. It's a tough time. If you need some counseling, you need somebody to talk to. You need a lover. You need somebody with ears and a heart. Then BetterHelp can help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. So it really is. It's almost an emergency care. You know, it's not a crisis line uh, and it's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You know, I've talked about my experience on it and BetterHelp and they wild. You know, you can call them, you can text them. You get on there, it's pretty easy, and you figure out, okay, how do I get a therapist? And next thing you know, they call you. Diana gives you a ring, or they match you up with Anthony, or um, Cristobal, or whoever. And you have a therapist, and you see how you communicate with them. Do you do it over text? Do you do it over voice? Do you do it over video? It's affordable, more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Right now, you can visit BetterHelp.com slash Theo, T-H-E-O. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for this past weekend listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Theo. All right, let's get into another call here. Hey, Theo, this is Kenneth from Gainesville, Georgia. Hey, Kenneth over there in Gainesville, Georgia. And people don't even know that that's a place, and it is. Onward. And, you know, I just got some, some life advice questions right now. You know, um, right now I'm working at Domino's as a delivery driver. Oh, yeah. And I do enjoy the Domino's, um, their, uh, thin crust. More? And, uh. I feel like an absolute bum. Uh, I'm 19 years old, and I feel like I'm not doing anything with my life. You know, I tried to go to college for performing arts. Honestly, I didn't get my thoughts together before I tried to leave this message. I'm going to call back and try again later. Well, that's okay, man. You know what, man? I don't think any call has ever reminded me more of myself man than this one you know you call you don't have a plan and you get there and you realize you don't have a plan and you just you didn't give up though you said i'll call again um you know and all and and not just that this stuff too you know mickey just touched on it 
trick lung Mickey with those fucking new inner hitters got he 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 got verbal on this, Daddy. He said that, you know, it's a perspective time. Now you get to do something. Now before if you did magic, everybody's like, Oh, look at this bitch, you know, with that little bit of hand hide and go seek he's doing. This dude's really just a burglar, bro. He's stealing shit. But the truth is he does magic. But before people talking shit, but now maybe the now the magician says, Hey, I get to I do magic. You know, now people are gonna come out of this roaring out of the cave. You know, we were all at a purr before. Oh, I don't really care about my I don't know what I do. There's no now we're with a purr puss. You feel me? Oh, that worked out well. We, you know what I'm saying? We come out with a roar. So yeah, you a delivery guy, man. You running hot pie. You running hot pie, brother. Not anybody could do that. Don't 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 think you're not special. Cause you over there slanging HPs, bruh. People want you always around. Do you the total opposite of the police, bruh? People always welcome you with that 12 inch, that 16 inch, bruh. With that, you know, the side thing of cinnamon tots, daddy. You know, you have, you, you, but but you're also, no matter what you do, when you show up, you, if you show up with that purpose, be that bad, be a performing artist, pie guy. Show up with that pie and deliver the rap. Be a little slice, bro, dirty slice. You know what I'm saying? A little sauce. Be fucking little, uh, you know, a little nasty or a little anchovy or medium, bro. Be medium. But I'm saying is, you you know what I'm saying? You you show up and, and if you get like a, you get a side skill or something ready for yourself. Say you learn a rap, learn a riddle. Knock, knock, who's there, bro? Damn, dog. Meat lovers, son. You know what I'm saying? Punch, you know what I'm saying? Fill your, fill your hand with sausage and punch yourself in the fucking face, bruh. What I'm saying is have a plan. Yeah, you just delivering pie, but it's still you showing up. Yeah, you're behind the pizza. You might deliver something to damn whoever. You might, you're over there in Atlanta. You might deliver some shit to freaking um, uh, Evander Holyfield. You might deliver some shit to little, um, little, uh, you know, little Khalifa or whatever. And he might say, oh, I love this guy. No, sure, it's just the pie, but you, you're showing up with it. I don't care what it is. You know, we got to remember that. Yeah, I, I, I bring humor sometimes and, and fucking kind of Kleenex as well a lot of other times. But still, it's me. The person that shows up with whatever I'm bringing. You know, it's the, you know, the, yeah, the waitress brings your food, but a lot of times the food's only going to get me so far. There's a human on the other end of that arm, on the other end of that hand that just dropped that plate off at my table. And that person, I might, there, there could be a lifelong relationship or connection there. Whereas the, the relationship I'm going to have with this food is going to be brief. Um, I'm not preaching at you, man. I'm just saying, you know, you don't know sometimes where the path that you're on is going to lead you. And you also don't notice, like I, I remember I quit comedy. Well, I didn't quit, but I just, 
I kind of just, well, I was in love with the girl back at home and I went home. I wasn't, I mean, I was in love, but I also was just in, I was afraid that she was banging other people and I got scared. And I went back there to Louisiana and I was tending bar at a Mexican restaurant. And I broke a damn uh, margarita machine. I only worked three shifts or actually I probably worked about 30 shifts and I broke a fucking margarita machine that probably cost about $1,800. And I still feel bad about that, but... Um, and I think I probably lied about it. I didn't lie about it, but I put all the parts back in there and just kind of pretended like they, like it still was okay or something. But, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, man, you know, it took something, you know, I worked there. It was fine. And they had stages in New Orleans and I got up on stages in New Orleans and I didn't think I was going to keep doing comedy, but I kept doing it and. And eventually, you know, I ended up back out here in Los Angeles. And it was only for about six months that I was there. But but I didn't know exactly at the time. So you got into performing arts. You weren't sure. Right now, you you know, you perform in pies. You slang in circle fucking f- snacks, man. You're fine. You're going to be okay. Uh, but you don't know if in the future, you next. you know what I'm saying? You might start a business with the performing pie guys. Where you uh, the each pie comes with a performance, dude. I would love that. I would love to know that whoever's bringing my pie for an extra ten dollars, I'm about to get that that audio fucking that dance concept hitter. You know, you might be that. And what I'm saying is, it takes these elements. It takes these things. You know, it takes the world to set these these things on your scale like okay you could you know i need you to be doing pies i need you to you know try school performing arts but that doesn't work and i need this and and then eventually you see what the world has put on your plate and you say oh okay i'm gonna put these things together and this is gonna be what i'm gonna serve you know um and plus right now postmates they're the hottest people in the land people want to talk about the front lines the surgeons and something Somebody carving into somebody's ass to get a damn uh, giblet or something. But the real hitters out there are Postmates people. You got a guy, you know what I'm saying, elbow crawling up to your front door, risking his lung life just so you could have a damn, uh, um, you know, three enchiladas with no cheese on them. <laughs> You got a little urban girl out there, a little Charquette, and she got, you know what I'm saying? She's fucking down there. She's wearing a football helmet to to fight the virus, and she's out there, and she rolling up in a um, Dodge, you know what I'm saying? And she fucking humming a couple of damn, uh, you know, cinnamon hotcakes out of her car, out that side window, bruh, just trying to make $11, trying to make $6. Risking her life so you could have a little a morning snack. I mean, these are the real frontliners, people doing food delivery. You got a guy over here. He don't even. He wrapped his whole car in Visqueen. He can't even read. He don't even have a driver's license. And he's over here, and he and he's uh he's grilling chile quiles in the back seat. And he sets he sets it on the hood of his car, and then he drives the car right up to your front door, and you reach out there, and leave him you know seven dollars on the front, on the hood. Hey, put it under the hood. 
I'll get it later, all right? You know, you got a dude, he don't even have a car. He works for Postmates, bro. He worked for Post Maybe. This dude, you don't even know if he's going to fucking show up. You ever got that dude? You know what I'm saying? It's fucking 9, 15 p.m. He tells you little Anthony, he tells you he's on his way. Next thing you know, this dude's on a damn fucking bird scooter or something. He's on that fucking nine speed, bruh. And he he got a damn, uh, you know, he got a, a half a cup of soup under his arm trying to get it to you. Trying to serve up a little minestrone for you because he cares about you. I mean, these are the frontline workers, people. We got to take care of each other. That's all I'm saying. Um, what else do we have, man? What else do we have? Um, let me take a call here that came in 985-664-9503. Theo, Nick, what up, boys? Hey, this is, uh, this is Justin calling from Jackson, Tennessee, man. What's up, Justin calling from Tennessee, man? Thank you for calling. And RIP Pat Summit. You know what I'm saying? One of the fucking most gangsta lesbians in the game, bro. Won 2,000 straight games. Was banging out them Winstons. Freaking died right after she quit playing, bro. Retired, bro. Gang shit onward, brother. I'm a, uh, I'm a UPS driver. And, uh, man, you asked, uh, you know, how we were feeling about this, this Corona deal on, uh, on your last podcast. And, uh, man, I think I'm kind of like you, man. I just ain't really worried about it. You know, I got a, I got a two-year-old, and uh, I got another little baby girl coming in my, you know, and it is what it is. But, uh, shit, I feel like a damn superhero out here, man. I'm just damn, you know, just ninja chopping this shit out of the sky. Everybody looks at me, so everybody shut down in my hometown, you know. People are like, man, who is this damn Hey, Crusader in all brown coming out here delivering my stuff. And I, you know, I mean, I don't know. It, it makes me feel good, you know. I ain't gonna let it beat me. I'll tell you that much right now. You feel me? I ain't gonna let it hold me down. But, uh, yeah, it's cool, man. You know, everything's all good. Gotta stay positive. We're gonna come out the other side of it, so. Gang, bro. I love that, man. I love your attitude. Yeah, I'm not gonna let it beat me. You know, that's a decision you can make easily. People want to lay down. People want to blame the point this family do. Are you, are you prepared? Are you going to let it beat you? That's the thing. Because if you're going to let it, if you've already decided that, you, that that's an option for it to beat you, then it'll find, then something will find a way. If it ain't, if it ain't Corona, it's something, something else will get, find a way to get you. You've already decided in your head. I love it, man. And you guys are Cape Crusaders, dude. I'm not joking. I saw the UPS guy yesterday. And I, dude, he was blasting some fucking uh, Travis Scott. He was living it. And I was like, dang, man. This dude is a legend. This dude is out here like Book of Eli out here. This guy is like Five goes West. They out here, man. So, gang, man, you stay brave, man, and stay out there. And um, and thank you for calling, man. Thank you for calling, brother. Um, let's take a call right here that came in nine eight five six six four nine five zero three. Hey, Theo, this is Joey from Colorado. I just wanted to give you a call. Love the podcast. 
just want to just uh, give you, you know, ask you a little question. During this time of the Rona, you're trapped inside, not going out too much. And I know usually you get your inspiration from everyday events. I was wondering how you're getting your inspiration out and if you're all writing during your time of solitude and uh, how difficult is it for you to actually get that inspiration and come up with ideas. I know I know that shit can be difficult just popping stuff out your ass, you know, so. Gang, brother, yeah. I agree, man. It can be difficult. And um, where's my inspiration coming from? You know, I'm feeling right now, I'm not really trying to think of funny jokes. I'm, I'm just trying to take care of myself. You know, I am, uh, I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm 35 days off of cigarettes. So, thank God for that right now. So, I'm feeling grateful for that. Um, you know, I've been doing yoga. I started seeing a chiropractic. Uh, and I'm just trying to relax, man. I'm trying to get some perspective back in my life. I'm trying to get some gratitude. You know, I need those things. And I really had lost them the past six, nine months. Uh, I just had lost a lot of them. I didn't mean to. I just was so busy. I didn't have any. It was hard to grasp my own life. You know, and and here I was living my dreams and it was just hard to grasp it. So I'm grateful to have this time to, for a little bit of reflection. Um. I'm grateful right now that I can put food on my table and I can, uh, you know, I know I can pay my rent next month. Um, you know, I'm grateful that I have, I know there's people that love me and I know I can care about them and I can reach out. And that's the only things I'm thinking about right now. I've been doing some yoga by myself. You know, it's been a good time for me to find things to put back on my own plate. Like I used to love going to the gym for myself. I wasn't doing it to like, you know really look us i was just doing it because i loved it and i think overall with a lot of things i was burnt out you know i haven't even felt like getting on stage i haven't felt like being on stage for a while i haven't been up to the comedy store even before i'd only been there about two or three nights in about three months before it was closed um because i was working out of town so much and and i just was tired so you know i'm I'm trying to, I'm doing meditation. I'm doing 15, I'm almost, I'm almost up to 15 minutes of meditation per day. So, um, and I'm working stronger on trying to focus more on my AA program and that's what I'm doing. I've been rolling my body out, bro. That's been a new thing. Using that foam roller, like everywhere, bro. I'm talking rolling the front of my arms, the side, like things that hurt, Rolling my chest out. I mean, I can put my arm almost kind of straight. So those have been things that I've been doing, man, to stay busy and stay, uh, just kind of stay. That Like, my inspiration will come if I take care of myself. And I hadn't felt like I've been taking care of myself for a while. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to find the joys in this, the little joys. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's take another call that came on here, gang brother. Theo, this is your boy D, -d, -d, -d Unit from Grand Rapids. Oh, uh, you're gonna catch a lot of flack for that. What's up, D? Let's hear, baby gang. Onward. I just wanted to say I really appreciate the way you've been stepping up your game uh, with the podcast over these hard times, man. It's always good to hear your voice. Oh, uh, thanks, man. That's nice of you to say that, man. 
You know, I'm trying to feel good and I'm trying and I and yeah, and I love it when I, you know, I get these voicemails and people calling and we get to see what's going on. And, you know, I do feel a sense of connection, man. And I really, man, I'm, gr- I'm glad you said that because I needed to hear that. I'm grateful for that. Onward. But I got a question for you. Uh, what are people doing to stay connected uh, to their support groups during these hard times, man? Stress is up and. We're out here fighting to stay sober, and, man, I got a call last week, and they said that all of my meetings were canceled. So um, I'm a leader at Celebrate Recovery, and I was like, well, we can't have that. So I got some of the guys together over a phone call, and we had a meeting, and it turned out really well. But uh, just wondering what other people are doing to stay connected Thanks for the question, man. I, I was fixing my hair there as well while I was listening, but I was listening. Um, you know, a lot of recovery groups seem to be doing Zoom meetings right now. And Zoom is really, really taken off. People are using that as a form to com- to connect for everything. Talking to family, uh, you know, and, and specifically for recovery. Um you know, I've gotten a lot of messages and DMs from people that are struggling, and and thank you for those. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to share my just my experience, and I'm trying to stay sober myself. And you know, we do what we can. And uh, but you know, it's easy for me to say, oh, the Zoom meetings are dumb or they're not the same, and that's fine. It's easy for me to say anything is dumb, but um, but I believe that if you if you work if you want something to work for you, it will work for you. So a lot of it, again, is just going down in perspective. And so that's all I'm doing, man, is going to some Zoom meetings, um, keeping in touch with other guys, and trying to stay out of the headspace of, oh, this these programs don't work. This stuff doesn't work. Oh, here's an excuse. or, um, And it's hard, man. It's been hard, dude. You know, I struggled recently with just looking at escorts and pornography. That, that stuff really snuck back into me about maybe a couple weeks ago. And... Uh, and so I, I, that's one thing that's been tough because um, it's just so much idle time, so much time by yourself. And so, you know, I'm hoping to start, you know, maybe go to some uh, new type of meetings and stuff or uh, I got to get a new blocker on my phone. Um, because pornography, I noticed for me, is the biggest um, catalyst for other other things. Once I start looking at porn, then I'll start, it just makes me want to do all kind of trouble. You know, me want to break in the building or do a cocaine or something. You know, or do a, uh, you know, or see somebody's ass or something that I don't know. So that's, you know, I noticed really that it's such a catalyst for other things. So that's something I got to make sure I nip out of my butt, um, bud, nip out of my bud immediately. What the F, bro? Man, I'm I'm happy to be here today. Oh, and one other thing I want to say. Uh, one cool thing about Zoom meetings with recovery right now is you can go to ones in different cities and states. So if you live in New Orleans, you could go to a meeting in, you could go to the Bread and Roses meeting on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. in Los Angeles, which is a really popular and famous and interesting meeting. You could go to a, 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 a an Atlantic group meeting in um, in New York City. So there's really some, you know, if you are in a small place or something and you don't know about recovery suddenly or you haven't been in big recovery meetings or something, you can suddenly be in a, in a meeting um, with that may have different speakers. 
and real fancy, you know, polished, well speakers in them. So that's amazing. And that's 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 one of the gifts of right now is this Zoom boom, gang. All right, we're gonna do a Patreon question that came in, and we changed Patreon this week. You can check it out uh, if you want. You can go to the Patreon and check it out. Um, and I want to thank all of our supporters. Um, and uh, one of the questions that came in, this is from um, Deanie. What's up, Theo? Passover is coming up this week. I wanted to know if you ever attended a Passover Seder or had any Jewish friends. Gang, gang from Israel. Oh, thank you, Deanie. And I've never been to Israel, but um, or Israel, but I've always wanted to go. I've heard really interesting things about it. Um, yeah, I, oh yeah. My one of my best friends lives upstairs from me, and he is Jewish. I think he's one hundred percent Jewish, and um, and so his family has long invited me over over the past few years, within the past decade even, for different type of uh, Yiddish feasts and uh, get-togethers, and you know, um, reading of religious texts and stuff like that, and. Uh, great company, good times, some of the worst food, but, uh, but I love a lot of the tradition, um, and, or just like more simple, I'm from Louisiana, so, I'm from Louisiana, I'm from Louisiana, I'm from Louisiana, um, so yeah, some of the food, you're just like, damn, this ain't a food, you know, this is a damn pickle, bro, you know, you got... You know, you got 19 people, you know, divvying up a pickle as an appetizer. Like, come on, bro. This ain't even. Um, but, yeah, a lot of good times, man. Some really, really fun times. Yeah, I have. A, it's it's crazy, especially living out in Los Angeles. You meet a lot of J's, bro. You get J'd up, you know. You get a lot of Jewish friends. And so, um, yeah, it's crazy because a lot of my really best friends out here are Jewish. So I, I've been to some feasts over the years. Um, and it's always been a blast. Sometimes you got the little hat, that little, that little hair wallet. And, uh, and yeah, so I've gotten to see some of the, the environment in, 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 um, in, um, different Passover and Seder feasts and the applesauce and the reasons for the different foods, you know, oh, they got these carrots because, you know, uh, Larry, you know, Felderberg or whatever. You know, he he almost died, but they had, you know, he and his cousin split a carrot or something. Or they had, you know, seven days of oil, but they made it last for 40 days. Um, so obviously some of the stuff I'm regurgitating is hit or miss here. But yeah, I've had a lot of nice times, man. They got And they have a lot of good holidays throughout the year. So the Jews will throw up some really good holidays here and there. Um, so go enjoy one of those if somebody invites you over to a Seder. And it's a really nice thing if they do that. It's like with them welcoming you over for like a Christmas meal if you are in the uh, of the Christian dialect. Um, so thank you for that question, Dini. If I ever come to uh, Israel, you're going to have to uh, show me around. You're going to have to show me uh, some of what it's like over there. Um, I would love to, to learn more. Um, what else? What else? What else? What is a piece of advice? This is from Joe T. And this is on uh, Patreon. 
What is a piece of advice someone gave you that you remember almost every day? Um, you know, my father told me when I was real little, he told me that I was a survivor. That was one of the only things I really remember him telling me. You know, he would always uh, say, you're a survivor, you know. And, and I thought that that was nice to hear, I think, because well, I don't know if he knew that I was going to have a tough time being a child or whatever you know and i and sometimes we have a tough time sometimes our environment's tough and sometimes just the way we interact with our environment is tough um but he told me i'll be a survivor and i think about that a lot i thought it was a neat thing to say because it leaves it vague enough where i can apply it to a lot of different things and you could fuck up and still be a survivor. So I thought that that was pretty neat. You know, I think a lot of things, like I remember from that movie, The Patriot, aim small, miss small. I think about that a lot. That pops in my head all the time. Um, uh, the first time, because because aim small, miss small, it's like, if I can't do something real big, what can I do on a, li what can I do on a level that's realistic? Uh and that's something that I think really applies to right now too. What can I do? What can I do on a level that's realistic? You know, yeah, I can't do like maybe I can't do some huge fundraiser to do something like this to save the world, like Bill Gates or something, or you know, like the Patriots owner Robert Kraft. They sent their plane to China and bought a million cases of masks and flew them back. You know, um, they can do that. But what could I? You know. And sometimes it's just something small. It's helping out somebody. It's like just doing, what can I do? Something small that I know is going to be effective. Because something small that's effective to, if it's just to one person, it's huge to them. Um, so I think that the aim small, miss small is something that uh, that I remember a lot. And that's not really advice. I heard that in a movie. You know, my best friend Scott, his dad, when I was growing up, his dad told me, um, well, his dad told me to move to California and, 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 and try my dreams out because he said, well, you can always move back. He goes, and if you look back down the road, you might regret if you don't. And I remembered that. Um, that's a good question. I'm going to have to think about what are some things that maybe have been told to me over the years. Uh, I watched also the Louis C.K. special, and I actually watched that this afternoon. Uh, it it it's 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 hilarious. I mean, I laughed. He surprised me so many times, and some people like most people. I think enjoy Louis C.K. as a comedian. You know, the man is a pervert, but he also is a a, a comedy man. And he can be those two things. You know, there's not a rule you can only be one thing. A lot of the news, they like to make you think, oh, you can only be one thing, buddy. What are you? You a milkman or you a, um, you know, are you somebody that whispers a lot? Bitch, I could do both. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, I got that yogurt, baby. You know what I'm saying? You could be, Bill Cosby, is he a pervert rapist? Seems like that is the case. He's also very entertaining man. You could be both things. 
Uh, Louis C.K., the special was hilarious, man. It was hilarious. You know, I've never known Louis. I crossed paths with him twice. He always seemed like a bit of like a real cocky kind of dude to me. But he is, there's, it's just at a different level, man. His, 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 I mean, it's fucking good, bro. It's fucking good. And if I were that good at comedy, dude, I would be cocky, I think. I mean, it is, um, it's just fun. It's also, in some parts, it's so dark, bro. It is dark. Like, it is damn, bro. I'm surprised if you looked in, there's like a damn, I mean, it is, they could have filmed Black Panther during part of it. It's dark, bro. It's dark. Um, But it's, it almost, it, he reminds me of a, this it's almost like this dirty Shakespeare, almost. He definitely has is in such contact with a certain point of view in his head that it's, I mean, it's just baffling. And you can never tell if he thinks that he's, because he's always commenting on himself. And I can never tell if he is amused by himself, repulsed, or proud. And it's fascinating to not be able to know that. And to listen to him. At the same time. You can just. You get this. There's this ambiance from him. That's just. It's so. Precisely. Humanly. vulgar almost in a way or not, but not just vulgar um it's fat it's 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 hilarious there's gonna be some dark stuff if you go in there like oh, i'm gonna you know if he as soon as he says native american i'm shutting it off i'm shutting it off <laughs> you know if you go in there if you use an antifa or something you probably won't like this shit you know, if you spend, if you were like a lifetime CNN watcher kind of, or, you know, if you buy that, own a CNN sweatshirt, you probably won't like it. It's just, but it's very honest, I felt like. It's very honest to a part of our brain or something that we want to close or that society wants to close now. Um, and I just thought it was hilarious. Does that mean that I, anything else from me doesn't mean anything else from me. It means that I'm a viewer of his comedy and that the shit was fucking really funny, bro. And you may have different takes on it. And that's, I, I hope that you do. I hope you have your own take on it. Um, and I would even have to think about it more. I just watched it, but, uh, but if you're looking for a watch and it's available on his website, and I, we know, you know, we're not doing any ads for them or anything or whatever. But, um, but the man is, you know, and he he talks about his, you know, some of the stuff that happened and stuff. Uh, it's interesting. It's certainly, it's worth the eight dollars. That's for dang sure, bro. And outside of that, Ozark is Ozark just the same episode over and over again. I feel like every episode, these people just can't fucking figure it out, and the sun keeps getting a little bit older. 
literally the 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 boy they have is like watching the. I mean, he just every episode. I feel like he gets about about two months older, which is pretty fascinating. Um, but that's my thoughts on uh, the Louis C.K. special. Sincerely, it's called, and uh, and and go check it out. Let me know what you think. I think it's probably going to be the future where comedians are going to put their specials out specifically in one locale on their on their own. Um, but it was interesting, man. It, it was God. There were some parts. What, what the best part is, you're like, man, I do not. I don't, it's not that you don't want to, he'll get into a topic and you're like, oh, this is something I shouldn't be laughing about. And then you're like, damn, I'm fucking really laughing about this. So then you start to realize that there's this other thing, there's this other person inside of you, this other different entity than the facade that we put on sometimes. And that that entity just likes to laugh. And then it's not as judgmental. And it just is taking things for the value of humor that's in them. And in this special, there's a lot of that. It's dark, though. Dog, it's dark. I'm, don't come at me. It ain't do, it do, 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 do. If you, then that's it. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. That's fine. Nobody else needs to. That don't mean everybody else don't need to like it. That means you don't like it. So, gang shit. All right, I think we get through everything or as much as I can even remember right now at the moment. Uh, but thank you guys for, be, for, for, for being a part of the this past weekend. Support the uh, sponsors if you can. Do something if you, if, if you got the room to do it in your world, you know. Do it. Be supportive. You know, thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. I'm happy to be able to be here this weekend and be able to share some stuff. I'm feeling a little bit better and hope to slowly be feeling even better. I got some blood work done. I got that back. You know, the guy said I had a couple of things that were way off. And that was interesting, man. Like the like lysine levels. Um, a couple of different proteins and stuff. Um, so it was real interesting. I'm grateful to be able to got that blood work. Because you don't know what's in your body. What's in your soup. You know what I'm saying? You run around. You don't know if you got vegetables. You got beef. If you friggin... If you freaking bull your base or if you've been stroking off, you feel me, bruh? So, I hope you're doing well, man. I love you. And, and uh, you know, we're pretty lucky. We're pretty lucky. Aren't we pretty lucky, man, to be, we get to be alive. This is it. You know, we get to just, we don't even, what are we even doing? I don't know, but we get to do it. And this is it. You know, and this is it. We get to see things and experience. And that is life, man. This is it. You know, this is it. And we're making it, man. And uh, thank you guys uh, for being here today. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. I'm trying to get Nick Swartzen to do a Zoom episode with me this week. So if you guys will hit him up on IG and send him messages and tell him um, to get on board, we could definitely do that. So hit him up. Uh, you guys be good to yourselves, man. And we just keep making it. You know that. And his bishop gun on the way out. I ain't seen home in about a hundred days. I can almost hear mama pray for my restless soul. Come on. 
And I ain't made a dollar I ain't spent But where it's going ain't killed me yet I still get where I'm bound to go Come on, who's out there? You delivering pies, bro? You UPS? I'm making it You postmating, bro? I'm making wrong feel right You delivering that hit of lemon meringue? I'm making it And if hell's where I'm headed then You do it Making good time. You got, you show up. We got this. Making it, baby, by Bishop Gunn. And most all of my plans slip right through my hands and wind up next to me, broken on the ground. Come on. If this bottle was an hourglass, I'd say that I'm about an hour past the minute. I should have put, put it down. But I'm making it. I'm making wrong feel right. I'm making it. And if hell's where I'm headed there, I'm making good time. Don't we all wish we could do music, man? Oh, just being a damn canary. Just being a canary of the world.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's the deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.